0: What does Joe Rogan believe about Jesus Christ? I've been watching Joe Rogan since 2015. I've listened to probably thousands of hours of Joe Rogan, and while he gets into the weeds on a lot of complicated topics, he's never talked directly about Jesus Christ until now. In January of 2023, he interviewed Adam Curry, and it was episode 1930. You should go watch it. It's excellent. Adam Curry was a former atheist, and he has now come to faith in Jesus, and he wants to talk about it with Joe Rogan. And You can see Joe Rogan get a little bit uncomfortable, and there are five objections or questions that Joe Rogan has for Adam Curry about Jesus Christ and his faith in and his Christianity. And so today I want to look at those five objections. I've watched the whole video and I've distilled it down into little bite-sized elements. And what I want to do today is not grade Adam Curry on his performance with Joe Rogan. I think he actually did a pretty good job. But I want to look at what Joe Rogan says about Jesus Christ, his questions, his objections. And then I want to help you be able to answer responsibly those objections that Joe Rogan has. This might be a podcast on how to share Jesus Christ with Joe Rogan. All right. First off, who is Adam Curry? Adam Curry was a VJ, a video jockey on MTV in the 80s, I believe. He was a forerunner in the podcasting industry. He's known as the godfather of podcasting, a.k.a. the Pod Father. And he's made hundreds of millions through podcasting, media, etc., And he's been on the Joe Rogan experience five times. This is his fifth time, and he wants to talk about Jesus. So let's take a look at what he has to tell Joe Rogan about Jesus Christ.
1: I've looked at every conspiracy theory, moon landing, JFK.
0: The one I'd never looked at is um, God. This is an excellent hook by Adam Curry, for Joe Rogan. As you know, Joe Rogan loves conspiracy theories, whether it's UFOs, JFK, moon landings. You remember probably in the early days of Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, look into it, do your own research, he would say. So he sets this hook, the ultimate conspiracy theory is God. That's a great way. You know, Adam Curry thought about it. That's a great way to set the stage for a conversation about Jesus Christ with Joe Rogan. Let's see what Adam Curry does next.
1: Is um God. There's a lot of stuff
0: written about Jesus. <laughs> there's a lot written, you know, thousands of years of books and so Adam here sets a second hook. He says there's a conspiracy theory about God. And then there's all this research, all these works, books and books and books written about Jesus Christ. And that's going to become very important as Adam Curry tries to prove his case for Jesus Christ.
1: ...such as uh, evidence demands a verdict, and, you know, this just is so much. And I got to tell you, Joe, as sure as I know that Building 7 didn't fall down out of uh, sympathy for Building 1 and 2, God is real, Jesus existed, he was a badass outlaw, and has changed my outlook on life, the Holy Spirit. I it's, don't think
0: there's anything weird about... So now Curry sets in his third element, okay? He's got God is the ultimate conspiracy theory. There's tons of books. And then third, this is a personal thing for me. This has changed my life. And once Joe Rogan gives him these three points, then Joe Rogan is going to come in and he's going to say something. So here we go. Ready?
2: I don't think there's anything weird about it at all. I mean, I think it's, there's a reason why it exists, why it's so prevalent in so many cultures. It, it helps people. It's about love, yeah. It's and, all about love, yeah. You think uh, Jesus's role
0: was what? Do you who do you think he was? Well, here Joe's looking up to the right. He's trying to get creative. He's trying to form where he's going to go. You think uh, Jesus's role was what? Do you who do you think he was? Well, okay. So here is Joe Rogan's first question, his first objection, and that is, what is the role of Jesus Christ? This is. This is a meta-narrative question. This is opening up wide. Of course, Joe Rogan is an expert when it comes to interviewing. There's few people who are as good as he is, and he's going to go real wide, and then he's going to narrow in. Let's listen. Well,
1: he was literally the son of God, and he was on the earth to teach, and he he wandered. I mean, he was an outlaw. He did some crazy shit. He you know, overturned the tax tables, and you know, he really
2: railed well, against a lot you, of stuff. Why do you think, based on what information that you have, why do you think that— he existed
0: okay so adam here kind of emphasizes the revolutionary nature of jesus maybe hoping that will appeal to joe rogan but joe rogan doesn't take that bait he's going to now go wide generic and go more narrow specific he's going to ask him how do you know jesus even existed ready well based on what information that you have why do you think that he existed Now, this may be a little shocking because I would say 99% of people on earth believe Jesus existed. Even atheists believe Jesus was a historical person. And these are kind of the broad questions that Joe Rogan uses that sometimes stump the people he's interviewing. This is why people like Joe Rogan so much. You would expect him to go into the minutia and maybe try to get his guest off his feet, but instead he keeps it wide he keeps it generic and he says how do you even know that jesus existed and and curry here i think he he's not fully prepared for that right he's ready to maybe go deeper into the weeds joe rogan's going wide here and here's the best way if someone hits you with the did jesus even exist your best response the response to this is there is no one that has ever existed that has more historical witness to his life than Jesus Christ, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Socrates, not Plato, Aristotle, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar. The person with the most biographical data on them in antiquity is Jesus Christ. And here's how we know. First off, you have the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are written very closely after his death and resurrection. You also have the Pauline Epistles, which attest that he was a historical man. The earliest of the Pauline Epistles are written in the 40s AD, within a decade of his death and resurrection. But you also have non-biblical sources. The earliest mention of Jesus Christ outside the New Testament occurs in 55 ad that is 20 years within the life of jesus christ in a historian named thalos thalos was an ancient historian and he wrote a history which is now lost but was quoted by other people and we know from those sources that thalos writing in 55 does talk about the person and work of jesus christ also the roman historian tacitus refers to jesus christ and him being executed by pontius pilate also the jewish historian from the first century josephus in his book antiquities of the jews has references to the historical jesus christ and another classical writer mara bar serapion who was a syriac stoic wrote a letter to his son who was also named serapion from a prison in Rome, and he speaks of the execution of the wise king of the Jews and compares his death to Socrates. And this letter is dated to AD 73. So all these are first century witnesses to not only that Jesus existed, but that he was crucified. So to deny that Jesus existed would be to create a conspiracy theory in the first century that included Christians like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Saint Paul, but also secular historians like Thalos, Tacitus, Josephus, and even those who are Syriac, Stoics, different philosophy. All these men in different parts of the Roman Empire would have to conspire together to create the illusion that there was a man named Jesus Christ who lived and worked inside the Holy Land. This is simply unbelievable. It would take more faith to believe that this was a giant conspiracy of historians and apostles that were in disagreement with one another than it is to simply believe that Jesus existed. Let's now look at objection number For three. a person being the actual
2: son of God, I would need a lot of evidence to right. believe that.
0: I just got to say that I love the progress here because Joe Rogan is moving from, did Jesus even exist now to, I now need evidence to conclude that Jesus was the son of God or is the son of God. To right. believe well, that.
1: Evidence demands a verdict would be a great book yeah. to read, but... Just as I know that JFK was assassinated, and I really believe the CIA was involved,
0: um, because it's been written, I've I've Mm -hmm. just read documents. So here, Adam Curry references a book, "Evidence That Demands a Verdict," written by Josh McDowell, and it actually is an excellent book if you're looking for your basic apologetics on how to defend whether or not God exists. Can you trust the Bible? Uh, Does the Bible present Jesus accurately? And then, of course, most importantly, did Jesus rise from the dead? And I I don't want to grade, like I said, Adam Curry. I don't want to grade him. But I would say probably the weakness in his conversation with Joe Rogan is he never gets to the resurrection. All right. The unique claim of Christianity is that its founder, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, rose bodily— physically, on the third day after his bloody crucifixion. That is the claim. If that claim is true, he is the Son of God. If that claim is false, he's not the Son of God. Okay, We can all grant that he existed. The main truth claim is, did Jesus Christ rise again on the third day? Now, there are other historical claims. For example, whether or not he existed, we already handled that. Is the New Testament accurate in how it displays or portrays Jesus Christ? That's also handled by Josh McDowell. I would recommend that. There's also Old Testament prophecies. There are over 300 prophecies that foretell Jesus Christ, his miracles, his resurrection, his founding of the church, the seven sacraments. I cover all those in my book, The Crucified Rabbi. There's an appendix in the back that goes through all 300-plus prophecies that Jesus Christ fulfills. But what really needs to be said here to Joe Rogan is, first of all, he rose from the dead, and we have testimony from first-hand witnesses that he rose from the dead. And then secondly, we need to prove that Jesus Christ himself claimed that he was the Son of God repeatedly and that he worked miracles of a divine caliber. So he claimed his own deity, that he was divine and human, and that he worked miracles to prove that. And then once he was killed, he rose on the third day as he had prophesied beforehand. We bring in all that data together, and that shows us, yes, Jesus existed, but yes, Jesus was and is and will be forever the resurrected Son of God. And yeah. a
2: bunch of people review the writing of The Shining and mm-hmm. write about The Shining. It doesn't mean that The Shining actually happened. You know, and just because so many people are writing about this particular religion doesn't mean that there was a person.
0: So here the objection is, just because people are writing about it doesn't make it true, and that's exactly correct. The difference in this case is that we have people who knew and lived with Jesus Christ writing about him. For example, John, the apostle, he testifies over and over in the Gospel of John that he was present for these events, that he knew Jesus, that he placed his head on the chest of Jesus during the Last Supper, that he stood underneath the cross with the mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene while they nailed Jesus and put him on the cross. He says he was there on Easter Sunday. He went to the tomb and looked into it and saw it empty. So you have firsthand witnesses writing and saying, I was there, this is what I saw, I witnessed this. Moreover, the apostles of Jesus, all of them died as martyrs. They were told, renounce Jesus Christ, renounce that he is king, renounce that he rose from the dead. And they all said, I cannot renounce what I believe. I know this to be true. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul's head was cut off. St. Andrews was also crucified on an X. All these men received gruesome, horrific deaths, martyrdoms. And that, again, is testimony. They wrote these things down, and they died for them. You can look at all the other conspiracy theories, moon landing, JFK, UFOs. Show me someone who died for it. Show me a witness who died for it, because I can show you 12 witnesses who died in witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he was the Son of God so again yeah just because people write about the shining doesn't make the shine true but we're talking about people who knew Jesus lived with Jesus mm-hmm. but I'm saying it doesn't mean that that was that no. man was the son of I'm God I'm just telling you so now that Joe Rogan is focused on sort of the historical claims now he's going to go personal he's going to go psychological and he asks you know is belief in Jesus Christ is Christianity, Just sort of like psychological software that people use to be happy and to cope. Here it is.
2: Do you think it's like psychological software that you can run? Like your belief in God. Do you think that's like psychological software that you could just run and they're like, ooh,
1: look, everything's smoother? No, it's not. No, because everything isn't smoother, but you at least don't freak out when shit isn't smooth. Right. I don't mean it in a derogatory way. No,
0: no. Ne- no. Joe Rogan is is not jabbing or giving it to Adam Curry here. He actually says, "Look, I'm not trying to be derogatory. But I think what Joe Rogan is doing here is he's trying to minimize the claims of Jesus Christ." So he's going to say, "Okay, I'm not going to really accept this, but what I want to do is to to let you save face and for us to be friends. I'm just going to say, "Well, it's kind of like good for you. It's like your software that you installed in your brain. It's your happy place. And you can go into your little Jesus Christ happy place. And if it makes you happy and it keeps you sane, I'm going to grant that to you. Like it's your CBD, it's your cannabis. If that's what your Jesus Christ is for you, go for it. All right, we're halfway through looking at Joe Rogan's comments on Jesus Christ. If you're learning a lot and you're enjoying it, please do me the favor of pushing the like button, and sharing this all over Facebook. I'd also encourage you, if you want to get more info, join the over 1 million people who subscribe to this podcast on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. Like it on Facebook, and please, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and hit the bell. All right, let's get back into Joe Rogan on Jesus Christ. It's
2: effective. It's like a natural thing that you could run... And it's been honed over time. It only makes sense it Well, has yes. Been, well, here right? you go.
1: I love this. So it just sort of slides What is the software? Into... What is the code? It's the Bible. Mm. It is, it is the, it's the gospel, scripture. That is, if you want to look at it that way, it is the code that you run in your brain and it does things for you.
0: Yeah. Now, I would add here, look, you know I'm a Catholic, all right? Yes, it's the Bible. The Bible is the code. But remember, the Bible itself was not fully put together and canonized Until 382, by Pope Damasus' Council of Rome. All right, there's a whole other structure and package. Jesus came and founded a church. He doesn't say to Peter, Here is a Bible, I will build my rock on this church. He says, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. All right, so the software, if we're going to use that language, the software is the institution of a corporate body that is visible called the church. We call it the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. Also, the seven sacraments, the doctrine that is taught. For example, the doctrine of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The seven sacraments, baptism for the remission of sins. The Eucharist as the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. The sacrament of penance, instituted in John chapter 20, verse 22 and 23, when Jesus breathes on the apostles and says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you don't, they are not This is all part of the software that we need as Christians. Does it fix everything in your life? No. Does it make all the pain go away? No. Does it remove all suffering? No. In fact, we're told to carry our cross daily. So I think Joe Rogan needs to be challenged here or answered here. It's not just a coping mechanism. No one promises when you become a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ that everything you win the lottery and everything's great. Look at the apostles. They all became martyrs and yet they were joyful. Why? Because they saw a future glory, a glory with Jesus Christ in heaven. All right, now we move into the final objection of Joe Rogan. And that is look, if Jesus was really good at what he did, you know, maybe he was a good preacher, entertainer, whatever it is. Maybe he just got away with it. Maybe he was just that good. He was the one guy in history who could just trick everyone into believing this. Okay, so this is the final objection. Let's watch it. The problem is if he
2: was really good at it and really successful in a time when people were not very sophisticated, mm-hmm. he he could probably pull that off. And then when he dies, everybody would say he was the son of God, sure. and
0: we don't know. But we do know. And here again, Adam Curry, we love you. But here is where we talk about the resurrection. We have to mention the resurrection. It is the fundamental point of Christianity. If it's not true, the entire Christian claim, the entire story is bogus. We got to let it go. It's done. All right. The claim is not that Jesus, you know, was an entertainer or that he was a good preacher or that he gave people hope or even that he walked on water or multiplied loaves. Yes, he died on the cross. That wasn't the end. The beginning of it all was the resurrection on the third day. Okay, again, that has to be central. If you're talking to anyone who's an agnostic, an atheist, a doubter, you have to keep coming back to the resurrection. When you read the book of Acts, what do you see Peter and John and Paul doing constantly? Appealing to the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How would you know that this guy who lived two thousand plus years ago? And so Joe Rogan says, "Well, how do you actually know?" And here's Adam Curry's answer: of two thousand plus years ago. That's why is actually the that's why
1: weapon. I call myself a believer. Because you just believe, yeah. I've, well, yeah, and I've and I, and I've seen what it has done for my own life.
0: What does it do for your own life when you believe? so not only do we bring in the resurrection, we do exactly what Adam did here. We say, okay, there was a resurrection in the past that proves that he is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior. But also, it's completely okay to say, and in this current moment, he's changed my heart. I'm a different person. I've been changed. My guilt is taken away. I have the joy, the peace, the patience the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and I'm a new man. They can't argue with that. That's the power of a personal testimony. So I would encourage you, if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to maintain the historical fact of Jesus Christ, his miracles, the witness of sacred scripture, his resurrection, his founding of a church that has continued to exist for 2,000 years, But then it also for it to mean something to Joe Rogan, or if you're sitting across the table from someone and for what you're saying about facts 2000 years ago to have an impact on them, you have to say those ancient facts are alive and transforming me. Now I have the forgiveness of sins. I hope for the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. It has changed my marriage. It has changed my family. It's changed the way I operate and work with my enemies. It's changed the way I do business. It's changed the way I wake up and the way I sleep at night. Jesus Christ has changed all these things for me. Joe Rogan, who's one of the best interviewers in the world, cannot argue with that testimony. Let's close with a few more words of Adam Curry.
1: It makes me a very happy person. Um, uh, prayer does work, not if you're asking for stuff for yourself, uh, but I, I've experienced. It's not really just the miracles that I've experienced, but it, it really it it makes me happy. Good things have been
0: happening. Uh, so you
1: just find it effective. It works for you, of course.
2: And yeah. so you're you're just saying yeah. this has helped your life,
0: and that's the take home. There are people all around you in your life, people who live in your home people you do business with, that you work next to, people in your family, your children, your parents, your spouse. All these people need hope. They need joy. Most of all, they need forgiveness. They need the shame and the guilt of their life to be washed away by the blood of Jesus. It's the moment of redemption. And of course, if you're a Christian, you know, Redemption is not just once when you come to know Jesus. It is a daily redeeming, a daily salvation, a daily carrying of the cross. So if you can share the gospel, your witness, your testimony with people, maybe you do it. Get this. Maybe you do one person a decade. Let's say you live to be 70 to 80 years old. If you could just bring one person to Jesus every 10 years of your life, that would be 7 to 8 people. If there's 8 billion people on planet Earth, if each disciple of Jesus Christ could bring 7 to 8 people to come to know Jesus Christ into the church, that means that every single person on planet Earth would love, know and serve Jesus Christ. The great commission would be complete. All you have to do, it's completely doable. All you have to do is over the course of your life, lead seven to eight people to know Jesus. And you do that by understanding your faith and by explaining how Jesus Christ has made a difference in you, how the Holy Spirit lives in you and transforms you to be in conformity with the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like this video. I'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to get more videos like this, if you find them informative and encouraging. And I think you'll like this next video right here. Check it out. Thanks for watching my podcast. If you'd like to take online courses with me and learn how to defend your faith, please check me out at the New St. Thomas Institute or NSTI. I've got 10 courses ready for you there. Go ahead and enroll as a student today at NewStThomas.com. I'll see you on the inside.